Oh, what a putz. Uh, putz, you know, someone asked you what a putz is, and I said yeah. it's a schmuck. They don't yeah, know exactly. Yeah. You know? It's funny when you speak Yiddish to people. I don't know what the fuck you're yeah, talking people want to know what a putz is. Yeah, I think I saw that. Hey, you know who we are? Who are we you? are. I'm, who am I? You should yeah. know by now. We're Fat Fish. I'm Brad Grunny Grunberg, a.k.a. Snacks. <laughs> and I'm Eric the Fish Snyder, a.k.a. Raccoon Head, Mr. Magoo Eyes. Yeah, what are you uh, wearing? Whatever you want to call me. I got the yarmulke. Uh, what kind of Yeah, what is, is that? It's, uh, I got a Jack Daniels hat today. Is that a Raiders? Is that a Raiders hat? No, it's a Jack Daniels hat, but it's got, but it's, but it, on the side, it's inaugural 2020 Raiders season. So, you know, oh. it's, it's, uh, um, I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. So I have to start the show off with, That's I know how you're doing because you text me when I'm bartending at night at Chuck's Tavern. Brad texts me every hour and a half. How you doing? Is anyone any hookers in there? Any and, <laughs> and what's going on? Which leads me to believe that Brad has sleep deprivation, or like many men in their fifties and sixties, gets up to take a leak every hour and a half. But I love talking to Brad during the graveyard and talking about it because he is a twenty-four hour guy. I want to ask you something. What is a typical Brad Grumberg day like? We know you're the caretaker of your wonderful parents, Jerry and Sandy. But when you get people asking, what does Brad do on a daily basis besides, you know, look for, for acting work in a writer's strike world? Uh, I just drive around to all the uh, drive throughs Yeah. I just go from Kentucky Fried Chicken to Burger King to McDonald's. I spend my time. I spend all my time eating. No, I have a couple of projects. Uh, I have one with you. I have uh, uh I have a TV show. I have a reality show I'm trying to sell. I have a big movie that somebody's interested in, a comedy, an 80s comedy. I have uh, I have a cop drama. So I, I'm out there. But right now there's a strike, a big writer's strike. Soon there's going to be an actor strike. Then there's going to be a director strike. Everybody's going to be striking. We're going to squeeze these studios to tap out and come to the negotiating table and do what they should have done a long time ago. Uh, negotiate in good faith. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a shame. I, you know, I, I I've got fam. You froze. There you go. Family and I, I have family and friends that are obviously in Los Angeles. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You have family, a beautiful family. You have no friends. Come on, man. Please, uh, come on. You have friends. Well. I found you somewhere in some drive-thru. I, I, think, I think it was El Pollo Loco. It was a two-for-one special. <laughs> I, I went there yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a serious note, you know, and, and the thing about it is, I want to ask your opinion of this. This is one of my topics today, is that when I talk to people at the bar about it, there's no sympathy for anyone in Hollywood going on strike. But they don't realize that the things that you watch and entertain you, you have to write them. But again, do you, do you understand where the mass public doesn't have any sympathy for people in your business? Yeah, wh why is that? What, do they think we make a, an absolute uh, millions and millions of dollars? There's only a, sh a very small percentage of the big stars, I'm talking actors or creators or writers, that make money. Guys like me, I'm a rank and file guy. I'm a character actor. I, 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 I make a living, but it's not like uh, uh, a bartender from Las Vegas by the name of Fish. I mean, no, I mean, people, there's misconceptions about how much money people in show business make. I'm telling you. And the strike that is happening is far reaching, Fish. 
It's it's the flower lady. It's the craft service guy. It's the guy who uh, washes the cars at the car wash for the big big stars and the producer. I mean, it's terrible. This is going to be really really ugly. It's going to get bad. And it's sad because they say that LA's losing thirty million dollars a day. Yeah. Thirty million dollars a day. The main industry in Los Angeles, where Brad is born and raised, and so is the fish man, is the entertainment business. And you can say what you want, but when you walk into a bar, everyone says, did you see Cobra Kai on Netflix? Did you see Brad on Shameless? These are written. And the creative abilities of Hollywood, I'm looking at a guy right now that's part of the creative abilities of Hollywood. I feel for you, but I'm born and raised there. I guess the average schmuck doesn't give a, you know, doesn't give a shit, but they should. Because whenever, I look at it this way. I, 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 let, me, let me give you an analogy. Whenever the, uh, in sports, Whenever the players go on strike, Brad, against the owners, I'm always on the player's side. Well, I'm on your side right now against the producers, the writers that just want money from streaming because it seems like they're getting fucked all the time out of royalties and residuals. Can you get us up to speed on what really the writers are, are, are looking for? Am I, in the, well, am I in the ballpark? Yeah, fair playing field. I mean, the, the, the studios are making millions. Of, I'll give you, okay, I'll give you an analogy. Remember when cable started back in the 80s? Sure. The same bullshit excuse. Well, we have to do a study and see how many people are really watching and how much money we're, we're making. They were making millions of dollars. In the year 2000, uh, I was doing a lot of commercials. I had We had a strike because they weren't paying us on cable the, the money they should have for all the time we put in to do commercials. And we make money where a person makes money when they do a commercial on network that's traditional but now there's cable and now they're streaming how many commercials do you see on streaming a lot right they're making a fortune and they're not telling the truth they're sandbagging us and also there's other issues like there's something called a mini room now for writers where they'll bring in young writers who maybe right out right off the banana truck and they'll like four or five, they'll write some scripts before the show even gets picked up by a network or a streaming or a cable service. And now they have four scripts, but they didn't bring in real real writers. These people are non-union. And I'm telling you, they're cutting corners. And we have families. We, you know, people have kids. You have kids. I have kids that I, I don't know about yet, but they're going to tap me on the shoulder one day. But no, it's it's very serious. And if we're, we're, the writers are striking, the actors will strike, and the directors will strike for many generations to come. This is not for the present. This is for decades. Because if we don't get what we deserve in the writers and the actors and the directors, it's all over. And this AI, oh, don't get me started on that. So yeah. there's so much going on. It's really sad. People are, you know, they're, they're freaking out. I remember the last strike I went through in 2000 with, uh, with the commercials. You know? let, 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 well, let me ask. Well, let, let me change gears a bit because I'm going to run this, and you're going to. I, I get you're because you're the wisdom of this show, and I'm the clown. Um, you think you're the clown, but you're not. Um, you do another podcast, which is actually a professional podcast, go called "Had to Start with the Beautiful Lauren Francesca," and you've had Tom Sizemore, Robert Carradine. I watched the other day, I'm plugging you, you had Barry Williams on, who was Greg Brady and the Brady Bunch. When I had, when I rented a beach house in Malibu, he hung out there. I wanted no, to come on oh, and say you, something. No way. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, the the, the, the famous beach house that I rented in 1983, 84. Uh-huh. Uh, he must have had a place on the beach. I remember him being a very, very, very nice and elegant man. I don't know uh, how you approach this, but if I was doing it, and I think you did is the this, nice uh, way. Does this question have a question? I'm sorry. It has a question. <laughs> how come you guys? How come you guys didn't ask Barry Williams? Or maybe you did, and I missed it because you know I fall asleep sometimes. All the time. Right, right now. Um, <laughs> like if you didn't ask him the question, everyone wants to know: Did you sleep with Florence Henderson or Marie hey, McCormick who played Marshall? Buddy, buddy, where were you? Did you watch the podcast? That was one of the first questions I asked. Yeah, I, I, I must oh, have missed yeah. it because yeah. I'm 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 on the podcast, and they have a ton a ton of comments which we're trying to achieve here on Fat Fish. And right. ask ask him about Jan. Ask him about this. I'm dying yeah. laughing. Yeah. You know? And yeah. the okay. question we ask we ask him. What I asked him, and and Lauren did was, did he date Florence Henderson? And he did go on a date with her. Uh, he, they, she was a great uh, singer. He was into music. He wanted it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't talk about that, but they did go on a date. It's true. And then he dated Maureen McCormick for a year and a half. By the way, a year and a half while they were doing the show. And then they kind of went their separate way, ways, and but remained friends, of course. But man, I, and he's been to the Playboy Mansion. I mean, he's Greg Brady, man. And could you imagine the tale uh, that he could have gotten or did get? I think he did. He's he he's a very humble guy, not like you. Anyway, well, that leads me to the next question for you because you're you're my business aficionado when it comes to the business. Um, have you been on shows or heard about shows where cast members? have trysts with each other and either, and it could go bad and hurt the show. I mean, I'm sure in all the history of television and movies, actors have slept and actresses have slept with each other. I wonder if it's hurt the chemistry on air or it's closed shows down. What have you heard personally? You could tell me. Oh, really? I can tell you. Um, I know that, I mean, I don't know names, but I remember somebody telling me one story where the, the leads were dating and then they broke up. Okay. And then everything went south because they still had to have the love scenes. They still had to do all that stuff, but they hated each other. Okay. For one reason or another, it's not a great idea, but you're with each other so much, so many hours out of a week and a day you see, uh, your cast members, maybe you see your own family. These things tend to happen, you know? And every time I go on a set, of course, I'm a you know chick magnet. Most of the girls, the leads come up to me asking if I'm single, and I say, uh, yes, I am. And then they walk away and go, yeah, we, we figured. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, no, I, 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 yes, it happened. It's just, it's, <laughs> there's the violin. It happens, man. It's life. It's it, do people fall in love at at, uh, at the bars that you worked at? Do people fall in love in, in office uh, in, in companies? And uh, you know, they do. It's 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 part of life. But you got to be so careful today with the PC and all that. You got to be respectful to women and 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 vice versa. Oh, it's very. I'm telling yeah. you. I, I, yeah. Well, there's 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 inner you know in bars. Their bartenders sleep with other employees, and it happens and. I'll tell you what you don't do in, in my business is you don't sleep with the customer because of the gambling. If they're a big customer and they're gambling four or 5,000 a day and you start sleeping with them, you better marry him because if it goes bad, <laughs> you're going to lose a customer and your owner's not going to be happy. Right. You know? exactly. But how do you, how do you avoid that? I've been in situations, not me personally, but I've seen it and that could, that could go um, really bad. Well, um, I mean, I'm going to show you. Well, before you met your beautiful wife, Vicky, who finally got you off the streets of love. 
I got to give her a hug. You, she, you know, it's funny. She, she wouldn't go out with me. You always ask me to give you a mom story. You know, like she walks in the bar. It's circa 1988. And I, you, we always go, you, and you worked in, a, in the nightclub business. Like so the DJ knows all the girls, right? And remember moms had that little, that, 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 that upper bar area yeah. with the big ledge overlooked the dance floor. I uh-huh. go up to the DJ who's Tano Costa. We talked about him. And I said, Tano, who's that girl down there with the tight blue jeans on the jean jacket, got a great ass. She's holding a middle light in one hand and a bottle and a shot of tequila. He goes, you know, man, I've been watching her, man. She dances and stuff like that, but she doesn't, she, and she always leaves by herself. Well, you know me, I got the two hoop earrings on. I got the mullet. I got my members only jacket. Great look. Great look. Great. Oh, I got my tight Jordan jeans. I walk down to the dance floor (laughs) and before I get five feet in front of her, she puts her hand up, says, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, scumbag, turn around. I know guys like you, you know, and that's game on. And then, you know, I would see her walk in the bar and we talked and it was three, four months. I finally saw her in an Italian restaurant. I heard her voice. I called the waiter. I said, take care of their, you know, ticket. She came up and thanked me. And 34 years later, you know, um, she's the unluckiest woman on the planet. <laughs> she made the best decision of her life. You she talk about thank you. Family. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. And, and there's there's a girl waiting for you. She's a male order bride, but we'll get her. I know. Well, doesn't matter if she's breathing. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take check, it. Check this out. I love this. This is a new publication I'm going to sign you up for. I love this. Sure. Tell me. Bartender. Women. Look at that. Women behind the bar. I just got that magazine. I'm going to read it and send it to you because it talks about bartending and bartenders behind the bar. Great women bartenders. There's not a woman bartender I know that it is, isn't as good as a man. Actually, they're better than men because yes. they have the flirting down tremendously. If you have a great woman bartender, right. we've got four of them at Shucks that are phenomenal. Yeah. They make money because they know how to work the women and the men. You know, it's fantastic. All right. Yeah, why, Check do this. Come, why do people come to bars? Because, you know, they want to go out, have a drink. They might be lonely. They just want some fun. And it's you and the girls that bring that, you know, that happiness to them. Right. You, you shoot the shit. You tell them stories. Hopefully, you don't, you know, try to make them laugh. They'll walk out. But no, it, 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 it's an art. Don't you believe it's an art? It really is. Well, it, it teaches you for life. You know, I think, yeah. If you think about it, I thought about it. We've had bartenders on this show. You've asked me about it. It's how you handle people. So you handle people in life also. You learn life lessons behind the bar because you're multitasking with so many different people and they're gambling and they're drinking and someone has, it might be a little intoxicated. Some is not. Some doesn't want to talk to you when they're gambling. Some don't jibber jabber and you have to know how to read a room. And same thing, you, when you, when you go, okay, I'll ask you this. And I got a couple other memes for you. When you go into an audition, Right. And you go right. blind into an audition. You at uh, Brad Grumberg has to know how to read the room. You you know how to read the five people that are looking at you. Right. You know, OK, this girl's not really into it. This guy's checking me up and down, looking to see, you know, if, if my body's right. Is that true or not? Am I just making an assumption? Well, I mean, it hasn't been that way for many years because of the pandemic. Uh, we all uh, do self tape and send it in. But for many years that I've been in the business, yes, you read a room. And what I like to do, because I've been on the other side of it. I want to make that actor feel comfortable when they walk in. I might say, how you doing? What's going on? My name is, I stand stand up, shake their hand, because there's an intimidation that goes on when you walk in that room. If they're in a bad, bad way, the casting director, the director, the producers, they give you that look. I'll show you the look. Ready? Here we go. (laughs) 
It's great. And, and then, and then you, you know, you're waiting, you're, you're reading the lines with the casting director, which they're just reading off a piece of paper. They're not really an actor. And then, you know, you're waiting for the, for, for the laughter and this is what you get. Oh, you nailed it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You know, that a lot, a lot of things you want, like the, one of the great, one of the great movies that Tom Sizemore was in, Your Good Friend, Rest in Peace, was called True Romance. Oh, and Michael movie. Rappaport's reading for a scene and he gets two seconds into it and the lady walks up and goes, thank you very much. We'll call you. He ends yeah. up getting it. Yeah. Two stories. I want you to give me a story about you, but you told me a story and share with our audience. You're, you're, you were friends with the great late, my, one of my favorite actors, James Gandolfini. Oh. Tell the audience about his audition with The Sopranos and what he said to you. And then give us, I'll give you the floor, the, the floor here. Give us an audition that you, that you did, you thought you sucked at and you got. But give me Gandolfini first, that story you said, told me off camera. Okay, so uh, Gandolfini, he was uh, just a, the nicest man. I saw him at an event. Uh, uh, let's see, what was the event? Uh, the Porno Awards. And uh, <laughs> sorry, James. But it, yeah, we were there, me and my buddies. And I go, oh my God, there's James, the guy from True Romance. So he was alone. I walked up to him. I go, my name is Brad uh, Grunberg. He goes, aren't you Snacks? I go, yeah, that's me. And he says, uh, I go, how you doing? He goes, I go, can you meet my buddies? And he came over. He was so gracious. And I go, so what's going on? He goes, ah, I just read for this uh, HBO show. I was terrible. It's terrible. It'll never see the, the, the it'll never see the, it will never see a TV. It'll be hidden for the rest of my life. I never want anybody to see it. I go, what's its name? He goes, ah, it's called The Sopranos. I go, buddy, relax. You never know. Hey, you know how us actors are. We do something you never know, and it made his career. He didn't want to do it. He thought he was terrible. But a great actor, a great person. We miss you, James. Um, I learned from these guys, man. The the James, oh, he's back. He's back. Um, you you learn from other actors. You you know you meet them. They tell you this their story, and if you don't learn from them, you're a fool. But uh, yeah, James Canafini, amazing guy, and that was an amazing uh, encounter. Uh, for me, let's see, what what can I tell you? Um, oh, I read for a movie called Meatballs Four with Corey Feldman. Oh my God, Bob Logan, Bobby Logan on the show. He uh, wrote and produced and directed the movie. And remember, there was Meatballs 1, this is Meatballs 4. And I, I walked in and I, I read and I was, you know, I was playing this fat guy at camp who didn't get any girls. Kind of like my life. But I was just myself. I just brought myself into it. Bobby asked me a couple of questions. I read a little bit of the sides. I made him laugh. And he just looked at me and he goes, all right, all right. And he asked me, you know, if I had a girlfriend, or I date a lot. And I go, if I've ever been to camp. So it was more more that he asked me uh, about myself rather than Victor Thigpen, the guy I played. And he, he loved, yeah, because he loved he loved uh, baseball. So he named all his characters after baseball players. But it's one of those things. It's like going to the gym, Fish. You got to go every time to keep that muscle strong. And you never know when you least expect it. Boom. And by the way, there's a lot of actors will tell you, I turned down this film. I turned down that film. You know, God bless Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis was not going to play uh, um, the lead in Die Hard. He really? Was, oh, it was supposed to go to all these other actors. They all passed. 
and he just because of moonlighting he moved up up the up 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 the uh, up the ladder and it you know, come on is that one of the greatest movies of all time die hard one it's pretty oh good. it's just uh, it, it's hans, hans baby hans this is radio not tv i mean come on there's some great actors it's a great movie i just yeah. one of my favorites so you Say never know yeah. you've got to keep going to auditions even though you're tired you don't want to drive you don't want to go across town you don't want to walk onto the lot go that could be the part of your life yeah Say a prayer for Bruce Willis. He's not doing well, from what I understand, yeah, I from people that it's just yeah, you know, that that yeah. dementia hit hard. And but what a what a what a library of work that guy has. And one a quick story on that. Um, one of my favorite films that reminds me of me was American Gigolo in 1980 with wow. Richard Gere. Wow. I guess John Travolta turned that down, and here yeah. comes Richard Gere who had yeah. bit roles, and that made him. I mean, he just hit yeah. that. That was a great film. Could, Incredible. Any similarities between me and Richard Gere in that film? What, what do you think? You? Uh, no, I see you more as Barney Fife or Ralph Furley from uh, <laughs> and Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Oh Mr. Lord. Magoo. Hey, you want it yeah. real quick? So we're gonna we're gonna talk about Jim's. You brought up Jim's. He doesn't know what we're talking about. Brad. Brad is Brad is what we call the ultimate unscripted. He is the king of Larry David podcast. Check this. I found out. Check the, Check this picture out. Talk about an inner circle of idiots in 1983. Look at that. Oh, oh, oh gosh. Is that, that, is that is that David Spade on the left? No, that? that's well, that's 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 our that's our friend, mutual friend Tony Visick, big time oh, comedian. Tony. All right, that's Dougie H. Who knows? He's in witness. Who knows Wait, what the Dougie, hell happened to that guy? Dougie H. is in back of you. Yeah, the guy, the guy with the mustache is in back okay, of you. Dougie H. That, we he was our he was our hitman. That guy, we went in bars. Look how yeah. look how look how high or drunk I is. Look at the K L L O S. Who wear that shirt exactly? Oh, exactly. And look at my face. You know, I've had a couple libations. I think I was oh, going through. Th this is an awkward face. The you awkward face your face goes through between puberty and, and manhood. And the guy on my left yeah, at the yeah. end yeah. is one of my best friends. I grew up with Craig Persky, who decided to get an afro to have my natural hair. But look at those clothes. Look at that. Oh, he looks like goodness. a Russian drug dealer in that thing. Look at that thing, you know. Oh, hey, bro, bro, check it out. This crew that goes out does not get laid. No way. Yeah. Oh, ah. <laughs> you're going home ordering a Domino's and going to watch uh, Saturday Night Live. Oh, we should have had you as our wingman. Ah, could have been your wingman. There you go. I'm ready, man. Anytime we can do it. I know you're, you're great. You, know, you talked about, you talked about, well, we go on. I got to ask you a question about Vicky. Did she let you go out with the boys after 34 oh, hell yeah. years? 34 okay. years. You can't let her go out with the girls. Okay, trust girls, each other. Yeah. I think that's yeah. important. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh, oh yeah, you have to. Not anybody you have to have your, yeah. you have to have your days with your, with your friends out. and stuff like that. So yeah, what about you? But not your parents let you go out. Want to go out with you? That's the thing. Vicky goes out with the girls. You stay home and watch Molly. Anyway. <laughs> um, about me? Yeah, I, you know, I listen. Let you go out. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun in my life. Done everything, but I still, yeah, I have some uh, buddies I hang out with. We watch sports. We watch the NBA uh, finals. We watch baseball we go to this bar called the uh, uh busby sports bar in santa monica it's the best it's been there 20 years uh well, big mike takes care of me he's the general manager and he oh it's the greatest bar i mean tv's everywhere great food right that's what the chuck's tavern's all about right great chuck's food tavern. Great chuck's tavern where i work uh, obviously right now is in heaven because uh you're not much of a hockey guy 
But the Golden Knights are a game away from going to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, They're they going to play the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Say again? They should have won last night, man. That was they should have. Well, they're, 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 for, they're, they're the deepest team. I, I, I'll give you a little caps on them. We'll go. You segue. We'll talk about the NBA after this NBA. Yeah. But the, sure. the Golden Knights have at least four lines that they that, that they have. And they're the deepest team in the playoffs. I, It's amazing. They're an ex- basically in their, in their sixth year and four times at the conference finals. This could be their second Stanley Cup. Vegas loves them. So that's that's a lot of fun. Yes, Chuck's Tavern, we show all the games with the sound, and it's a madhouse in there, a madhouse. Oh, oh great. You know? oh. And it's it's a lot of fun. And, you know, sort of food and drink. You've been there. You'll be back again. You're always you're, – you're, uh, you're a legend at Chuck's Tavern. The NBA. I picked yeah. the Lakers to go to the finals. Um, the Denver Nuggets, I believe you picked them way – we're, we're fat fish number 12 right now. I think I'm fat fish four. They're the number one seed. Do you think the Boston Celtics have a chance being down three, nothing Brad to come back and win four straight? I mean, they, they've won two. It's this. I mean, it's all about mo- momentum in life. Good and bad. <clears throat> I'm telling you, Miami looks like, like maybe like a sixth grade team. They look terrible. They look, tired. they do. They look, they're hurt. Uh, they're not motivated. I'm telling you, you if you can sweep, you got to sweep because if they get momentum, which they have now, Boston, oh, you know they're they're in rhythm again. I'm telling you, tomorrow's game is going to be big. I, if if Boston wins tomorrow, it's all over for the Heat. It's all That's over. That's bad. Ooh. No, no. I'm telling. How do you survive you. that? How do you survive as an organization losing four in a row? And it's that's that's a rough, rough. I don't know how many three O teams. Have given up the three zero and, and lose four in a row, but look, you know how what? Wait, how I, about this? How about this? Talk to Jim Kelly. Four oh. Super Bowls. Scotty Norwood missing the field goal. Oh. Buddy, oh my God, Thurman Thomas. Four and Buffalo's the greatest town in the world. You just wanted one of the four. They couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I've never been to Buffalo. Have you? Yeah, yeah, my buddy. Never been there. It's a great blue collar town, and. And a great sports city. And, and, you know, if any team, I think all sports cities deserve a championship. But you're right. If you've been there, you probably know the passion that those fans have for that team. How do you go to four Super Bowls and lose all of them? You at least win one of them, you know? I don't know. Maybe it's karma. I don't know. But I'll tell you something about uh, Buffalo and Chicago and New York. When they sit in that snow and it is, you know, 30 below and they're cheering on their team, that's. Now that's a sports town, right? I mean, who would go? I would stay home and watch the game, right? Under the covers. Not these guys, not these fans. They go. They go in droves. Every seat's taken. Not like LA where they come early and they, they come they come late and leave early, right? It's sad. Uh, we talked about this on a previous podcast. Yeah. I'm still flabbergasted that the Rams won the Super Bowl and their first game in SoFi. To give the rings and raise the flag, there's 40,000 Bills fans there. I just – I don't get that. I mean – I don't either. Look, we grew up in L.A. And when the Rams played with Roman Gabriel and then John Hadle and James Harris and Jaworski and Pat Hayden and, and Vince Ferragamo, all men that Georgia Frontieri slept with, the Rams are decent. <laughs> then the Raiders come to town and they win the Super Bowl in their first full year and they just took over L.A. But there were still great crowds and it wasn't the, the – the con- well, you know what it is now? The bottom line is you watch every game on your phone. The tickets are unbelievably high priced. It's That's tough. True. It's tough to bring a family to a football game because 
It's yeah. three hundred a ticket, buddy. Easily lowest price. That's so yeah. you got you got two kids, Brad, and a wife. That's yeah. twelve hundred bucks just to, and then the parking. You're looking at fifteen hundred to two thousand just getting in and out of the joint. More you importantly, know? what about the food? Well, that's you. Know, well, yeah. that's, that's it. That's I why I said two thousand. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. You can't get a ticket. You know, you're going to sit in no, nosebleed section. I, I, you know, I have some friends that, uh, you know, they're just, you know, blue collar, blue, blue collar guys. And they ask me for tickets and I, I try to find them some. They're just happy to get into the building. You know, it's just, I'm telling you, SoFi is, I've never been to SoFi, but it's amazing. I hear. I want I'm to here. Thanks. I hear. I'll get you Monday. I'm on TV. But no, it's uh, no, it's hey Jesse, no, it's uh, it, it's sad because to go to a game you got to be a you know, a hedge fund manager, but uh, you know, or a bartender at Chuck's Tavern. Let me tell you something about Jesse Hearns. What a wonderful friend of mine. That's Tommy the Hitman Hearns' brother. Um, he was named one of the top ten African American businessmen in America, oh, and he's it. blowing up. There's a documentary about him. Um, he's going to come on the show today. It was a last minute thing. We'll get him on probably. Um, here we go. I'm looking forward to being on your show next week. He, he's a wonderful, and the pictures he has of, you know, you know, look at look at the matter of fact. Jesse might be on the back of Brad's wall right there, but that's a, but in, instead of like Brad has like Joe Franklin and Bozo the Clown, this guy has real celebrities. Jesse Hearns, <laughs> like Dana White and, and, and Tom Brady. So it'll be I fun like having him on. We'll, we'll look forward to that. But, you know what I like about Jesse already? Because he made his own life. When you're in the shadow of a very famous brother or, or father, that could really F you up. But good for you, Jesse. Can't wait to have, have you on the show. I want to hear some secrets about fish, if you know what I mean. Oh, uh, we had. I met him. At, I met him. At, at, I was bartending one night. Yeah. And I got off the bar and I sat for three hours and just bullshitted with the guy because he's just was a just a great human being. And, you know, he's about he's like you. I make fun of you, but he's about helping people. He helps people. Oh. He's out there. You know, when, when, when your mantra is to help people more than help yourself, that attracts people to you. And that's why I'm with you. Uh, you know, the only thing that stinks about hanging out with you is that if we're eating together, and we recently had a meal together. I won't say when and where, man. Okay. The way you eat food is you're, you, you be a great babysitter. You handle the food like a newborn baby, man. You know what? And. Yeah. And I, I saw, I, I saw the way you handled the weight, the the server. You t over tip. She was gorgeous, by the way. So it's like a, a better looking version of Shelly Duvall. But you get it. You get the business. So does Jesse Hearns. So um, yeah, yeah. You got you got to be nice to people, you know. Yeah. Hey, yeah. let me show you. Let me show you some other stuff here. So I wish you got back in the gym. And what's when was the last time you were in the gym? Nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, no. So. Basically, yeah. when yeah, so basically, when Moby Dick was a minnow, you were in the gym. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I it's been a long time. I used to do my home workouts, I get in the gym, nothing's changed. I can't stay, even in Vegas, it's like going to the sports club or yeah, uh, what was the big one in LA? Um, God damn sports, it, club, oh, sport, sports club LA, yeah, sports club LA, where every, you know, you get the guys, they're looking in the mirror, they do this, that, and they look in the mirror, they're doing this, you know, <laughs> everybody's in the mirror, there's more guys hugging the mirror than they are working out. I I get to the gym in Vegas. This is what you see. This is this is this is a and even Brad Grumberg will admit when I show him these memes, these are the can't do's when you go to a gym if you're a guy. I <laughs> there's a guy that walked in without a shirt on. Okay. I'm not I'm serious. That's what oh. it looks like. 
How are you going to get why did, take, like why did he wear a sweater vest in there? I don't know. That that's that is wow. You know, that that's 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 a you know. Listen, look. You know what? Sasquatch. What's what is that? Well, oh. you know what, Greg? Uh, Brad, Greg, Brad, Greg. That's my brother. You, hey. Yeah, he, yeah, great, and great actor too. Um, yes. um, bottom line is the Homo erectus Cro-Magnon look doesn't work. <laughs> but this is this is I can't stand people that have hair. I don't know what it is. It's none of my business, but I can't stand guys that have hair on their arm, the top of their arms. Oh. This is a guy. Look at this guy. That, oh. that's, that's what a gym looks like. Oh, God. The gym I went to in Las Vegas. I won't mention names. I know oh. the owner of the joint. But yeah. and everyone's hugging the mirror. They have this. I had this. I heard this Russian guy. I can't do the action. Was like, bro, bro, look at the watch. Look at the watch. He's pulling watches out of his out of his gym shorts and selling watches on the gym. I, it was insane. Oh my god! You know what but, goes on in the gym now with social media is unbelievable. I mean, you watch some of these people and they have their cameras and their tripod set up and they're exercising and doing. Some of these women who wear these outfits. Oh, them! Uh, why don't they come in naked? I, I mean, it's like the tight spandex. The oh, it's fantastic. I got that. I can't read, read that. that. What does yeah. he want to do? I want us to go to a park and bar. Oh my God! Steaks and, and salmon. Some steaks and salmon, and listen to some good Motown old school music. So let's get some fellows together. I'm cooking. I'll exactly. tell you what. I will go to L.A. Or when Brad, I'll tell you when Brad Jesse when Brad comes to Vegas, he's coming in August. We'll get you out of here, and we'll do it, buddy. All right? You're that's... telling everybody my travel schedule? Thanks, uh, Fish. Well, yeah. I'm well, in the witness protection program. What are you doing? I'm kidding. Well, it takes you that long to get out of here. Look how big you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're walking. You're four. You're four. In, instead of Forrest Gump, Forrest Grunny, you know? <laughs> Greyhound, <laughs> buddy. Greyhound. Greyhound. I'm going to yeah. That's list. that. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Um, I would and love definitely to some Memphis Ritz. Love the barbecue. So, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Jeff. he's great. We'll we'll get him on. He'll talk about all. He has got the he has like he's developed fifty sauces. It's like we had Frank Olion recently, who dev, all these drinks he developed. This guy's a sauce king, and it's a great story. So, um, so that's my gym thing. I couldn't, I could, I was almost as comical. It's like, where's Grunny, uh, as a wingman in this place, just hanging out and just look at this guy over here. And I, the one guy does this. I'm not shitting you. Okay. He's doing the the lats. He's pulling the lats down, right? Right. I'm, I'm on a I'm on a uh, what's my call? I'm recumbent bike. So I'm watching. I'm, I'm scoping the whole joint out. He's doing this, and he does what pitchers do on the mound. He goes, <laughs> he just snot blows the snot oh, down. no! On the fucking mat. I'm not kidding. You oh, can't make come this up. On. Oh. This is this is a classier gym. So my point is, even no matter when you went in the '80s or now, it's still the same bullshit. People still act like idiots, you know. And girls wear these tight spandex. And their their, their 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 bellies hang over and stuff like that, oh. you know. And they oh, and don't let me tell you something. People, quit putting perfume on or cologne on when you're going to work out. Okay, yeah. Yeah. my hey, I love look. You loved your nanny. I love my nanny. My nanny made the mistake, okay, of putting <laughs> putting perfume on with and the smell of mothballs. It doesn't work. Oh my god! <laughs> you, you when you go when you when you put her in the car and go to Art Shelley or Cantor's or whatever, you yeah. lose your appetite. So. <laughs> You know, it's the thing about, and what about the guys hitting on the girls and the girls oh. hitting on the guys? Oh, can I spot you? Uh, let me spot you. Uh, I don't want you to get hurt. I mean, do you hear some of the lines these guys these guys use? And it's they always ask the girls usually, to spot usually, you, Brett. Yeah. They ask the girls to spot them. Oh. And they call them bros. Is he rushing guys right now? Bro, 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 you want to spot me? Bro, bro, you want to spot me? And that's two, two girls. 
you know, uh, it, it's, it's how long was your uh, workout? How long did you stay? About, I, I, I was in there. I did about 20 minutes on the bike and then I did some pecs and I did some legs and right, stuff right. like that and got into the routine. Um, but I was more enamored with the drama, not the drama, but the actual comedy I saw being in there. It was fun. I thought about you because you are a com- you're a comedian. You're a stand-up comic and you and you play so many roles. And I thought, oh, my God, how could we get Brad Grumberg into a gym? That'd well, be, that'd be I'd, I'd, on the top of my head. Get you no. into a gym. I, you, and know you know how we're going to get me into the gym? During Wingman, because I'm going to hang out with an athlete, and they're going to take me to the gym and work me through their workout. It's going to be hilarious. No. And I got a better one. Is, Let me write it. You, you, you know what? The no, writers no. on strike. I'm on the writer's guild. Let me tell you how you do it. You go to the gym with the, with, with the actor. Right. And you tell them what to do. And you say, look at this physique. How do you think I got this way? You're not yeah, holding. It'll never be picked it. up. But anyway, when you're doing I... the squats, don't, you're not doing it right. You know? <laughs> and that funny thing is when, you're, when you do a squat, you get like yeah. that, you go all the way down. There's a donut on the ground. So yeah. yeah. And I wear a Speedo when I work. Oh, out. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. I love a belly hanging over the, uh, the Speedo. Thank you. Hey, uh, I, I got a, there's a controversy going in Hollywood, right? Not really controversy, but I need Brad Grumberg to settle this. Okay. Okay. Who is the more pedophile looking Willy Wonka? All right. Now, this is a legend. Hey, Fred Flintstone, baby. Yeah. You know, that's hey, my boy. That's, that's what my we boy. say. We pedophile. always say, what are you Brad talking Grumberg, about? when he orgasms, goes, never, never do. How did you All know? Right. Have, you, have you been me? Have you been with me? Have you been in the room? I, I've, I've talked to women yeah, before. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not a, okay. it's not a good look, buddy. Yeah, it's you know? not a, it is not a good look. Yeah, but you know what? You try. You're one of these guys. At least I'm there. At least I'm there. You got a, you got attitude. You're, gonna, you're, you're the guy that goes with the 50 women, and if one says yes, that's one. That's all you need. I just you know? friendly. Like you say, L.A. people, you know, they're on their phones. You say hello, they call the police. That guy said hello to me. Is that sick? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, a, it's the same analogy as, you know, you're a writer and you have you you have a script and you send out to 100 production companies or, or people. You need one. Right. Well, same with picking up on a girl for you. You only need one. And you got to like I said, you it's you know, it's it's just hey, going up to the plate, taking the swings, baby. you got to keep going. You show business is a, a no business. Maybe. No, no. Hey, we really like seeing you. No, no, no. Then boom, one. You get one and that takes you off. And takes you where you need to go. And then one leads to another, then another. Usually it's, you know, everything happens in threes. It's happened to me so many times. I'll get a national commercial. I'll get a pilot and big movie. I mean, I got strip tease at 30 years old. My mom wanted me to, you know, give up acting. And she wanted me to do something else. And I said, you know what? I just want to be happy. And then I got strip tease with Demi Moore. And I got a, a, a Big time national commercial for Staples. I mean, I when when you least when you when you're least expecting it, you become successful. That's the great thing about it. You put in the work, you have a good attitude, you stay humble, learn the craft. Because when you have when you when you when they say we need you on that mark to know your lines, you better know your lines, and you better know the other actors' lines, and you be you got to be ready to go because. It, it might not ever happen again. So. You, you you told me off when we were talking one time at, at Chuck's Tavern. You said there's two things that I my mantras that I live by is don't quit and bring your A game. You know, and I know when you did Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm, the, the way he does his shows, 
is he gives you, hey, this is this is what's going to happen in this scene, and you improv the whole thing. And I said, that's that is, you know, it's amazing that you could do that because that's actually a stage play on film, right? Because yeah, I mean, you're out there, yeah. and I've been lucky. I've, I've been lucky because that's what I've I've done all my life since I'm a little kid. I always make fun of my friends, and it's all improv. It's like Don Rickles, my hero. Uh, you know, I see a situation and I just rip on that person. And you know what I'll do? I'm going to send you my audition tape that Larry David saw that got me the part. Okay. Well, oh, I got to show that. Yeah, I got to see that. I want to we'll show, show, show our audience. And uh, yeah. it's great. No, I, I like helping people. I mean, I, you know, I, I mentor young actors all the time and I try to give them advice. But, you know, here's the problem. A lot of them think, uh, look at me. Uh, I'm better looking than Brad Pitt. I'm from a small town in uh, Idaho. Yeah, that who cares? You're in the big yeah. town now, baby. You know, look at me. I I look better than Jennifer Aniston. Look at my body. Uh, yeah, which, no, there's only one Jennifer Aniston. There's only one Brad Pitt, and thank God there's only one Eric Fish Snyder. Thank you. That's God. that's all you need. <laughs> you said that you only need one. You only need so, one, baby. Let me let me ask you this. I need your humble opinion on this because again, you're in the business. One of the brilliant films that came out in the 70s was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with, with, with Gene Wilder. Oh, and you, when you look at <laughs> and of course, comedians have looked at the two actors that have played that famous role. One is Gene Wilder. Correct. Okay, I'm going to show you Gene. Please okay, do. Look at that. All right. Excellent. Uh, uh, just, uh, a man that's been in so... I know one of, your, one of your idols is Mel Brooks and he's been in, you know, with Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles. Phenomenal. Take a look at that face, okay? Because they're saying that if you watch the film, okay, there's been inclinations on it that it's, what is this guy doing? You know, why is he by himself? Why does he have Oompa Loompas around, you know, midgets walking around, painted faces? Correct. Is there, Correct. Is there some... Vernacular, little people. Little people. Little people, right. Okay. Yeah, now, now all of a sudden, Brad Grumber is going to be politically correct. Okay. Little people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. You know, yeah. Mr. Snacks. You know, by the way, you got to see his snacks. I saw the snacks video with you in short. So let's take a look at Gene Wilder. Great actor. Rest in peace. Okay. And they said, well, there's something about this guy's kind of creepy. There's nothing about him that's creepy. This guy is creepy. That's yes. Johnny, Depp. Johnny Depp. Tell me that doesn't look. I mean, would you want, would you send your kid to a chocolate factory? To <laughs> that guy? I wouldn't. No. You know, by the I'm way, sorry. and, and the way he played that role. Go ahead. Yeah. No, Johnny Depp is one of the nicest people I ever met in the commissary at Fox. He was doing Edward Scissorhands with Tim Burton. And every great time movie. I wait on him, wow, what a great guy. And then I, I, I left Fox. I left, the, and then maybe five years later, I was at uh, Benny Hanna on La Sierra. Sure, sure. And I'm, he's standing in front of me with, he was holding one of his children. And I tapped on the show and he goes, hey, cocktails, what's going on? Oh my God. And he introduced me to his whole family, the nicest person. He gets it, man. It's all about being humble. It's all about being grateful. You know, that's what life's about. It's like, you know, you were talking about money and this. Okay, let me ask you. I think we talked about this, but I, I, I'm really, it, it's, it's something that really bothers me. People, I want this car. I want this house. I want all this money. I want nine Prada bags. Okay, let's say you get all that stuff. Then what do you do? Then what do you do? You help people. You spread it out. Right, buddy? Right, Fish? You help people that are, are less fortunate, who will never, 
ever make it because of their situation. You help others. And that's what life's about. And that's why you become successful. I just watched uh, Will Smith on uh, the Letterman, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, on, on Netflix, you know, our next. Oh, yeah. His interviews up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Will Smith is I, I met him um, many years ago. Arsenio Hall had a show after his show called The Party Machine with Nia Peoples. And I was I was you. I was bartender Johnny Cocktails at the at the party machine because it was like a club atmosphere and Nia Peoples and they brought musical guests in. Will Smith was the first musical guest. And I ate lunch with him, you know, at at, at, at our lunch break. The night it was like we were like buddies from high school. Such a great guy. And I just hope, you know, everybody makes mistakes. I just hope Will Smith, you know, gets his life back because he really he made a mistake. He apologized. Let's move on. And Did you really a nice man? I, I've not. I you know, look. You know. You know. I have some family in the business that worked with him. They love the guy. I loved how Chris Rock handled that Netflix special. He did the way he approached it. Did you see oh, yeah, it? I, I didn't see it. No, no. Was it good? Okay. I don't. You want me to give? I. I. I if you didn't sure, see yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what, what? What? You know. What he said was Will Smith knocked the shit out of me, and it hurt. And he goes, but it wasn't about me. We're friends, and it is anger. He was pissed off that his wife was fucking his son's best friend. So the way he said it, you know, if Will Smith's at home watching that, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy again, you know? But (laughs) he he had a way of turning around and he goes, you know, and he, he, he was, he, he just, and look what it, look, could he, uh, look, that Academy Awards is crazy. How many people said that was, it wasn't a fix. Okay. And Will Smith is, I guarantee he's regretful about what happened and it happened. Um, I know he's banned from the Academy for, for 10 years. Yeah. But I'll bet you him and Chris Rock will make up, and they probably have already. It doesn't take away from what he does with people. His right. philanthropy is unreal. Oh, off the chart. And and he entertains you. I mean, he, 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 there's no Independence Day without Will Smith, okay? There's right. no the uh, – what's the one he did? The Pursuit of Happiness was brilliant. Brilliant. Okay? Yeah. I Am Legend. He made you cry in I Am Legend, which is a, you know, apocalyptic. Yeah. Everyone's dying. Uh, a, a virus takes everyone out. And he just wants that to help. He wants to stay there when there's no one and find a cure for this thing because he because he knows that he helped start this virus. No, it's, he, everything this guy's done, the body of work, you're right. People deserve second chances, is what you're saying. Yeah, and I gave you a second chance at a podcast. Anyway, but let me tell <laughs> you <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm gonna defend I met Chris Rock on a, a grown up too. really nice guy. He's I, a nice guy. Yeah. But I will tell you something about being a comedian. And I learned this from Don Rickles. Don Rickles was the insult comedian. Okay. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Chris Rock, from what I know, he was work, working uh, Will Smith and Jada for years. Okay. Now, remember, when these comedians tell these jokes, it affects the whole family. Okay. So I think the kids were being made fun of at school. All sorts of stuff was happening. Now, I can take a joke like anybody else, but when it gets to hurting a family dynamic and they went to Chris and I think they said to him, come on, man, you, you, can you back off a little bit? And that joke that he told about the uh, um, Jada having, uh, what is it? Uh, She's trying out for uh, what GI yeah. Jane or something like yeah, that. Yeah. GI Jane. Uh, right. But what was what's the condition when you lose your hair? Um, Aplexia or something like that? Apoplexia? Aplexia. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know she had it. 
But that set him off because she gave him the stinky eye. But Chris is a comedian. I don't like these comedians that say, I'm going to say what I want. And that was unscripted. He had a set that was approved by the producers. He went off, off, uh, off, uh, off page, and he and he made that joke on her, and that's okay. come off. And the whole thing is, is you know, I mean, you know, he he plays a part in this. You don't ever put your hands on anybody. That's I it. They, I that's hope they it. can make up. Yeah, that's I hope the they point. Can make up. I hope they can make up because Will, when I saw the Letterman thing, he is just one amazing person. A really good guy. From uh, from nothing in Philly, you know, he grew yeah. up with nothing. You know? Now I'm watching, I'm I'm binge watching this show called Bel Air on Peacock, which is the 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 new version of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And the lead character's name is Will Smith, and the acting's great. It's it's a little it's raunchier. There's language, but that's his legacy. Is that the guy and his and his, and his you know, look at look at the song Men in Black. Look at Men, here, look at the Men in Black franchise. I, I completely forgot about. Come on, you know. Oh no, I, all I say is that it was an unfortunate thing that happened, yeah. but you don't, what I learned from it, it doesn't mean you go up on stage and slap somebody. That's what you don't, you don't want your kids to see that. No, you don't want anybody to see that. He's embarrassed by it. He apologized. It's going to take some time, but he's still a good person. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Look at you. I, You've I would, done a lot of bad things. I, I would like to hang you. out with Will Smith. I would. I would like to hang out with Will Smith. Oh. Yeah. And Chris like Rock. Him. You know, yeah, no, Chris but I don't, I don't know these guy. people. You do. You know what? Let me be their wingman and we'll go. I'll go to the gym with them. And you go to the gym where you do the, the goddamn squats for a donut. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll film it and see who gets a better response. I will Anyways, do that. If, uh, check, you, check, out, you, check out these glasses. I'm wait, wait, yeah. No, I would like. Oh, I was just going to say you read my mind. If you go to Lens Crafters with me, I'll go to the gym and we'll do the donut thing. So uh, forget the donut thing. I have some pictures of Brad from the past to show you what a fucking stud this guy is. And I got a curse stop on this one. You are a stud. Uh, and you're humble. You're humble. Stop it. Stop it. Your, more, your more, family more. sent me these pictures. Check out this broad that's with – well, broad. She meant – sorry, honey. I can't say that word. Woman, Check out this lovely woman that's lady, with Brad. By this is Brad and a girl about three years ago at a pool. Check that out. How cool is that? <laughs> Talk about that, that's Brad. How you pull that off? That's unbelievable. Those are my favorite trunks. I look, I'm a good looking guy, man. Listen, hey, it's not. You, I, I, yeah, that is that is unreal. What's inside? And I got a lot inside. You got that. You know that's why you're so full of life. And look at this one. This is Brad with the cabana <laughs> over at Caesar's Palace. Check this out. Wow, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> look at me. Ah, uh, those are those are great? my favorite uh, trunks. Look at the look at this guy, man. You those are my drink. boxers. Check out check out the two girls with you. You got oh my lord. Tom, wait a minute. Tom Brady just by the hour. They were being paid by the hour. Unbelievable. It's 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 how did it, you find those oh. pictures? How did you find those pictures? Someone in your family sent them to me. <laughs> Quit making fun of my brother, you know. And I said, My God, that's true. I, I mean, the guy, you. yeah, and it just goes to show you what's inside, you know. Um, what was the movie that oh shit. Shallow Hell. You remember that Gwyneth Paltrow was yeah, really a heavy set yeah, girl, yeah. and he still fell in love with her. Hey, what happened to Jack Black, by the way? Jack Is Black, he still working? Yeah, he does a lot of big stuff. He's very talented. He's Go another ahead. really down to earth guy. But my favorite of all time, you know, is John Candy and uh, John Rickles. Talk about him every podcast. John uh, Candy is my hero. I mean, he was—you know—he was a leading man. He was a leading man. 
He wasn't Dewey Oxberger. He could, you know, he was Uncle Buck. He, God, we, 42 years old, we lost him. Oh, man, what he would have done. And still, you bring him up in every podcast. I know what he meant to you. You knew the man. And he still, of all the roles that he did, he stole my heart in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles when he admit, when he, when he says, there's no Maria, my wife died. And you saw the emotion in his face. There wasn't a goddamn dry eye in that theater. And John Candy's delivering a really dramatic role. You're a really good friend. We talked about this when we when we ate recently. You know, you talk about your boy Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler did Love three that. movies that 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 were incredibly, phenomenally, dramatically acted by him. Rain over me, okay. Um, oh, the other one I can't think H- of. Hustle, oh. hustle, hustle. Oh, that, oh. That's and it's four. Hustle. Yeah. Um, what's the one? Um, Punch Drunk Love. Punch and then recently, Punch. Uncut Gems, which he was yeah. nominated for a Golden Globe. Tell me what it's like, and we can get out here after this, that because you're a comedic actor. When you get a guy like Steve Carell, John Candy, Robin Williams in Awakenings, all these comedic actors are so good in dramatic roles. I mean, it's it's incredible. Is that is that the training on being on stage and being a, a, a well, comic that trains you to do this? You have to understand something. To be a dramatic actor is... You go to school, you learn the craft, you learn, you know, the Meisner method, whatever you need to do. But comedy is harder than drama. And you ask, you ask De Niro, it re- because of the comic beats, the timing, the listening, the inflection. And a lot of people cannot do comedy. They might be fan- incredible actors, but they can't deliver a comic, uh, you know, a comic line or a comic movie or, or a sitcom. It's harder than people think. See, everybody says, I'm the funniest guy at work around the water cooler. Yeah, really? Okay. It's very hard. Comedy is is a subjective uh, uh, thing where people, some people love, you know, like a Stephen Wright. And then some people love a Don Rickles. And some people like Chris Rock. Adam Sandler, he niched his little world. I mean, and Adam Sandler is really, I have to say, you know, people ask me all the time just a real down-to-earth regular guy you could have a drink with you know he loves his friends did you see the mark twain um award that he got on cnn yes. oh yeah. when rob schneider talked about what adam sandler meant to him i cried i mean it, they've been friends forever and all those guys that work with him in his production company he's known like back in new hampshire uh, my buddy kevin grady who's now executive producer of all this stuff um uh, all the guys from NYU that he met, they all, he brought them all along. Don't you believe that when you're in the foxhole with somebody fish and you're trying to make it in life and you're fighting everybody off and then you get out of the foxhole, don't you get me out with you and I follow you and we go, you know, it's the people that make it and who forget where they came from. I have no respect for it. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about all these, you know, I'm listening to you. But I'm thinking about all these these great comedians and comic guys like Candy in that role. Robin Williams, I just saw Awakenings three days ago, and it's such a brilliant film. De Niro's in it. Yeah. And he's so he's so brilliant in his inflection and his and his and his his meter as far as uh his emotions that you lose it. There's not a dry eye. And again, that's the brilliance of what you do. Let's get this writer strike over with. Yeah. Let's get the directors and actors on board because in the world we're in right now. We need to grant Brad Grumbergs and the people in your business to entertain us and make us laugh and make us take our minds off who's running for president, 
what's going on with the debt ceiling, all the bullshit that goes on. Uh, um, I'll leave you on this note because I love you. I think Denver wins the championship yeah. against Boston. I think it goes seven. But um, you called it. Congrats. Bravo to you. you. You said Joker and Murray. And at the time, I know I'm, I'm going back to basketball. It's on the top of my mind. You, you being great friends with Steve Kerr, you told me that Kerr said to you that, hey, this team, is, they're young yeah. and they're vivacious. And you're a big Warriors fan and you still pick Denver. I still, I, I just, I, no one stops the Joker. He's unbelievable. Look how he runs the floor, right? I mean, he, you know, he dropped 30 pounds. He got in shape. And no one stops him. And Murray's having a you know career year. I just love great basketball, and uh, it's going to be a great NBA Finals. Okay. Listen, we're in Vegas right now. You're in Los Angeles. I don't care about the Joker or Adam Sandler in New Hampshire. All these things we've talked about in this wonderful hour, where I ruined it for you. The one thing that matters at the end of the day, okay, is it's love, and this is love to me. Take us out. <laughs> Take us out. Oh, I love it. And right after that, we hit the uh, hometown buffet in Vegas. It was unreal. It was oh, yeah. Well, you yeah. Oh, wait a minute. That's your buffet right there, buddy. <laughs> that is so. That's you can't get better food than that, kid. I'll tell you. Um, well, you know, number 12 is in the book. Uh, I had a great time just chopping it up with you, Fish. And uh, we're going to see you with Jesse, I think, next week. Uh, yeah. Well, well, you know what? We're going to do memorial. a lot of times people don't do these, but we're going to do Memorial Day, celebrate our veterans. Brad and I, and we'll, we'll see you at uh, about 10 o'clock Pacific right. time um, Monday, and we'll probably have Jesse on. If not, then you'll hear more spew from us, and we'll have some. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, but this right. is the Fat Fish Podcast. That is? I'm Brad Grunny Grumberg, a.k.a. Snacks, and that is Eric Fish Schneider. We'll see you next time on Fat Fish. Stay safe out there. Have a great weekend, everybody.